it's quite an embarrassing feeling when we sleep with someone in the hopes that the sex will encourage an actual real relationship only to be ultimately disappointed when it doesn't work. Maybe it's a pattern in our behavior that possibly began in secondary school or university. Someone expressed their interest in us, so we decided to have sex with them to see where it will lead. We remember that before the sex, he or she said that they were really into us, they found us attractive, they liked us. So we are hopeful that a relationship will grow out of a night of sex. But more often than not, what we've actually done is jinx ourselves. Because most times, a relationship is never cultivated when sex was all too easy to attain. As my mother always says, why buy the cow when you can get the milk for free? What's up, sluts, losers, and everything in between? It's me, your fairy god, Pisces, Tony Marie, back at it again with another episode of Get In Loser, where I continue to give out the advice that I don't take. In today's episode, I am here to discuss sex, a topic near and dear to my heart and my vagina. My darling friend, Etienne, is here with me to delve deep into sex and a hookup culture. I can't feel like the only hoe in the house now, boys. So, Etienne, please introduce yourself. <laughs> First of all, I'm not a hoe. <laughs> right? I am somebody who is just knowledgeable and, and, and comfortable with my body. Okay, okay? I hear you. Okay. Um, that's fine. That's On this channel, <laughs> we talk about psychology, spirituality, mental health, and so much more. So let's just dive right back into it. So going back to my intro, I have seen and heard both sides of this coin in the relational nature of a one night stand or a casual hookup. I have seen and been a victim to women's disappointment <laughs> after realizing that the relationship is not quite materializing past physical intimacy. And I've also seen and heard accounts of the man losing interest when the sex occurs too quickly in the dating process and vice versa, of course. Yeah. Unfortunately, when we sleep with someone too soon before we are emotionally ready and before there is an authentic emotional connection, we may end up feeling vulnerable afterwards when this person doesn't contact us right away in a reasonable time frame. When we feel vulnerable, we may then make ourselves overly available <laughs> to the other person to try and further intimacy by texting them, visiting them, pursuing them. <laughs> to a point which the balance of the relationship becomes painfully skewed. And this pursuit and power imbalance is immediately cultivating a toxic relationship dynamic. Etienne, what are your thoughts on this? Everything you just said is so true and it's so unavoidable. Like, essentially, as human beings, we have this natural way of thinking that things should always go a certain way. And that, it's not that we we don't like it. We just put our mindset to saying that, okay, this happens and mm -hmm. something, the other things should follow one time. You know, yeah, I fuck you, so here this scene. Yeah, 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 I fuck your buddy now, he's my girl now. And yeah. It's not always so instantaneous. It's not, it's not, it's not. But let me be clear with something. If you feel like expressing yourself sexually early on in the relationship is liberating to you, or like that is your love language, that is your right. However, if you go sleeping with somebody before your relationship is established, it is vitally important to work on managing your expectations mm -hmm. in the aftermath. Because from the time you begin to engage in sex with somebody, more often than not, you're going to want to do it again. You enjoy the attention, you enjoy the experience, and that was uh, the validation of that encounter. You know, it made you want more, and the other person obviously wants more too. But without developing a meaningful connection first, where your partner has attained a certain level of interest and respect for you, you may be setting yourself up for rejection and disappointment. Yeah. Even if everything 
they told you before the sex and during the sex indicated that you had a future together. You may not. But let me hear a man's perspective on this, honestly. With that, I believe people, as again, I agree with you when you say that you should be ready for disappointment. You should be ready for anything, actually. Um, a lot of people who I've met who have actually been some of my biggest influence, they always would say, um, state your claim at the start. Mm. If you want to just be a fucking done, let be a fucking done. If you always want it, want something more, say you want something more. Don't come just for sex and you're playing the whole boyfriend role just to get sex. When you could might just, you might end up just getting sex alone if you just say you want sex alone and that will just be what it is. And because of other people not having respect for people in that way to let them know state what it is. Again, I believe that that also helps in regards to people building expectations because then a guy will come in with his whole boyfriend attitude, cheating you right and thing and making you feel all this kind of cuddly and butterfly ways and then just bust out right after he get the beat. And that again, remember, because he was showing those type of stuff, she starts maybe saying to herself, hey, this could be something different. This could be this, this could be that. And this might, might not be the guy who I want, I want to spend my rest of my life with, you know, something like that now. And again, it's because fellas, we are this, not only fellas alone, it's a woman who has do it too. Let's be clear, it's a woman who does do that, who does come in and play this nice girl and all kind of thing and treat you. And so, sometimes all she wants is your money. Sometimes she's, you know what I mean? I know what you mean. And I found what you said real interesting because it really does go back to what you said in terms of stating your claim. And it has a lot to do with communication because while it is, I will be going further into this, into the episode, but while it is, we always say that we want to be open and honest and express what we want. That is often never the case because you find that when you reveal what has happened to cause the death of this relationship or this casual hookup and why one party has been the negative recipient of this casual hookup is because like the relationship or the communication was so vague or indirect. It's like when you're like listening to the two sides of the coin, this person is saying, well, I told her or I told <laughs> him, you know, uh, I didn't want the beat from the start thing, whatever. In fact, I didn't want anything with she. And she just come and she threw herself on me. And it's like, yeah, but she's saying that you said you loved her during sex. Like, <laughs> so like what, what do you mean? Like, what are you saying to me right now? It's so, it's he so loves the pussy. weird. The pussy. You know, a relationship. <laughs> and what I'm trying to get at is a relationship after the first date, you know, it's not really something you can count on until the person follows up their words with their actions. Mm -hmm. When they don't, it can make us feel a lot of disappointment, shame, and disbelief. These feelings can lead to a spiral of negative patterns, which include us, the perceived victim, trying to recaptivate our partner. We're trying to get back their attention. You know, through the only means that we know how to thus far, which is sex. You know, we try to make them feel the way they felt the last time mm -hmm. in hopes that the it would recreate, you know, the sexual feelings of the relationship to be real. And we continue to have sex with them and hold on to the things that they said in the past, hoping that they would want a real relationship too. Mm -hmm. But they don't. And you find yourself back where you started again, filled with shame and guilt, you know, for opening up to people on such an intimate level. And you feel regretful that you gave it up so easily. Yeah, put it like this. Fellas, go understand this. You remember the first time you ever break? Yeah, I do. I could recall right. it. That, that, <laughs> see, that, that first time, right? That, 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 that. Yeah, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> All right, yeah, that first time you break, that first time you pull out weed, that first time you, you, you get okay, drunk, okay, okay, right? Okay, okay, okay. That, that, that feel, that vibe. You can't recreate it. You can't recreate it. Yeah. And sometimes it's that, that moment you have with that person. It, it, you will want a relationship, yes, but that, that first moment you get out. No, 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 no,
It's like yeah. done, right? I don't want to get flat. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm it's, okay. <laughs> so it's, it's like that, right? It's like it's like it's like we use that to now fuel the relationship. Yeah, we use that intimacy, that that feel as the only catalyst for the relationship going anyway. Mm-hmm. Like literally, and it's becoming a norm now that people don't even deem the other stuff of relationships even important. Um, yeah. Important. For for example, like going out, like how much people do you actually hear? Now everybody's post up. Oh, who does still do this? Who does still That's carry the man on this date and thing? I'm like, it have people who does do it, but majority of the new millennials, you know, Generation Z or whatever. Yeah. We don't. We don't. We, we don't, don't go do out that. on dates. We don't court. <laughs> no, it's more. Hey, come on, man. Later, you know, go watch a movie. Uh, you know, is is is. Lately, to be honest, um, I think I find something virtuous, honestly, in waiting. As cliche and as traditional as this advice may sound, if you are truly interested in laying the groundwork for a relationship, it's usually more beneficial to you. To wait before having sex. Agreed. I'm I'm honestly not talking to you guys anymore. I'm talking to myself. <laughs> <laughs> because this can be difficult. When you know your feelings, your feelings compel you to have sex on mm-hmm. your first date. And it can also be difficult to move past this mentality that sex is the end all be all to getting a man or a woman in a society that has replaced dating and courting and the idea of marriage with hookup culture. So let's talk about hookup culture. What do you, Etienne, think about hookup culture? Have you ever participated in it? I don't even need to ask these fucking questions, but I'm still listening. When did it start for you? It started a really long time. So I would say secondary school. Um, I, I, I was a bit of a whore. Right. Was fast dance. I love how we just, I, all my guests just overshare on my channel. I love it. <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, um, it started really long ago. I guess my first hookup culture came in a very weird way. Like, my first hookup came really weird. My first hookup came after I particularly could say got my heart broken at that age. It was heartbroken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was, it was very loose. You know, um, yeah. Yeah, I was putting my fingers up. Yeah, quotes. Quote, uh, <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, and I just need something to rebank on and to cover on. And I guess that one person who I interacted with who was willing to give me that feel and that that to get away my first mm-hmm. ever drug. I would say that was when it all started. And again, it it for me was just a way of escaping how I really felt about somebody. Okay. Um I was still thinking about the person and yeah. I was still feeling for the person. But at the same time, it, it was really hard for me to deal with that. So sex was my escape, was my way of getting away and losing my mind. So whatever it was at the point in time. I like that you said that. Um, so for you, it started in secondary school. Yes. Well, for most students, it starts in university because university is a period described by a psychologist, Eric Erickson, as a psychological moratorium. So this is the time period of our lives where we don't hold many responsibilities and we are able to like freely change our identities. And as this part of us changes, this involves sexual experimentation. Recent trends in research point to a new culture on university campuses, which is called hooking up. Mm-hmm. You know, a hookup is a brief and uncommitted sexual encounter between persons who are not dating each other. Some scholars have even gone so far as to say that hookup culture has replaced traditional courtship among young adults. Um, statistics up to 2010 show that 91% of college students feel that their lives are being dominated by hookup culture and that the median score for the total number of hookups for graduating college seniors is seven. So if you were to average this score to the number of years it takes to complete university, this amounts to an average score of two hookups per year per college student. 
I'm not going to do without information what you will. <laughs> In addition to which, you know, there seems to be a disparity between two students' perceptions of hookup culture and their actual behavior. Now, research actually shows that both male and female students are dissatisfied with hookup culture. And they often experience regret or depression after they've engaged in meaningless sex. Women in particular experience these negative outcomes much more strongly than men. This lifestyle is very undesirable from what the evidence suggests, despite the fact that we engage in it. And this is due to the fact that this culture is so devoid of what it is you talked about earlier, which is healthy communication. You see, these relationships actually suppress clear communication practices. And by and large, in heterosexual relationships, women in particular tend to be more reactive to that than men. This can go both ways, of course, you know. Men can also be a perceived victim within the hookup partnership. Mm -hmm. However, the research points in heterosexual relationships, at least, show a greater percentage of women being the negative recipient of a hookup rather than men. But it can go both ways. So let's discuss. Yeah, well, um, it's, it's, it's very um, true and realistic because, again, let's, let's take the stereotypical man or um, let's put what society expects of men. Mm-hmm. Society expects of men to be strong, leaders, whatever, to be the man, the, the person to go after the woman, to be the hunter of women. Yeah. Okay. Like hunter of women. So, let's put, now let's take the stereotypical man and put about five of them in a group. Okay. And have them sit in a classroom. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes, we as men, we will have conversations with someone and talk. Let's be honest, half of the time we don't talk about girl. But okay. when a girl come out, <laughs> all right. Like I don't mean we don't really talk about girl. We really don't talk about girl. <laughs> but when girl do come up in conversation, it's always about some bad chick. Okay. Right. If it's not, it's got to be a few guys sitting down who literally have to be talking. If it's about a girl, it's not about a bad chick. It's some man talking about he girl. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> right. Some man talk about he girl, but. It's a bad chick. And it's some girl that it'll be easy mm. to get to it. Mm. And then it will become a competition. It will become this, this thing now where this bad boy beat dog. I'm going to use example. Boy, I beat Crystal yesterday. You know, dog, you beat Crystal, dog. She's a dog. That pussy. Is a dog. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. like, I'm going to get you. It's like, yeah. Pour on the link. Crystal. And the guy. Go through. Boom, boom, boom. Now, Crystal herself, she maybe wasn't thinking about it like that. Then, then, then she has lived in her life. Forever, okay, forever. so Crystal, like, interpreted it as, like, more of, like, he was interested in me romantically. And because he was talking real game now, boy. Because, mm-hmm. you know, fellas have a habit to talk real game. And, you know, they boast about it. But at the same time, to some extent... And this is a personal opinion. This is not a research opinion. To some extent, I do believe that in order to get in a woman's pants, now boy, you kind of have to lead her on a little bit. To some extent, you do kind of have to lead her yeah. on in in a lot of instances. And then, and then after that, because you're leading her on. Now she's, her head tie up, her head teeth up. She's under the impression that this is going to be something more than it is. Mm -hmm. And it ends up not being that at all. And this is where the indirect communication comes into. And this is what creates the emotional disparity. And this is what creates, you know, Mm -hmm. the negative side effects of hookup culture. It's because people are saying that they want something that they don't. And we as women, in my speaking on women's behalf you know we are naturally a lot of caregivers and we give we pour into men so when it is we are sharing ourselves intimately like that sexually like that we are pouring into the other person Mm -hmm. and it could be very disparaging honestly when it is we feel as if we've poured into the cup of somebody else and he hasn't poured back into us it, it, it needs to have that, that share. And 
ladies, this is, this is a tip. As soon as you're talking to a guy and you realize this guy not literally like giving a shit to share anything about his life, dog, don't waste, don't waste the time, dog. From the time you realize this guy not really intellectually talking to you on a whole level, you just know, you just feel, it's a different feel. Besides, he does gain your compliments every morning. He wake up, he send you and text, hey, sweet darling, you good? Hey, you know? <laughs> and the conversation with the whole day, some kind of shit, come and check you later. <laughs> Nah. It's just dry. <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah, don't waste your time. And bros, listen. From the time when time I get messages on a Friday when they go and get paid, don't waste your time, brother. Thank you, Etienne. Don't waste your time. So the reason why hookups <laughs> can be so emotionally distressful to a person who's seeking a, re- a romantic relationship from it is due to the characteristics of this sort of relationship. You know? To create a relationship model sex does not proceed or go above communication, mm-hmm. right? Hookup culture is the opposite. Sex must come first, and then we'll see what happens after so. kind of thing. And we can often find ourselves in a negative cycle where we are genuinely looking for a relationship, a real connection, but we've been involved in so many hookups that we actually don't know how to form proper relationship models and have that open communication and dialogue with people first mm-hmm. before, you know, finding the right time. When's the right time to, you know, give it up? You know what I mean? So, you know, while young adults do note the importance of clear communication, <coughs> it actually rarely ever takes place, you know? So going back to the research, 40% of college students listed communication rules as an essential for making casual, intimate relationships work. However, out of the 125 undergraduate students, 77 participants, 77% of participants set no ground rules within their own hookup relationships and avoided relationship talks with their partner altogether. That, it, it, okay, so... That is very important for hookup relationship. Let me say why, let me tell you why this is important for hookup relationship. If you want to just have a hookup relationship and nothing more than just a hookup relationship, you cannot have relationship conversations. You cannot have that kind of dialogue. You cannot be sharing. You cannot be thinking. You just have to just be the casual beat and roll and whatever. Because as soon as you start to have that casual conversation, that talk after you just finish or that talk while they're walking home or thing, feelings is going to get involved. Walking home? Yeah, yeah. It's like, it, it happens. What kind of thing it is that? It happens. I'm telling you, it happens. What like, kind of thing <laughs> is that? Feelings. No, sir. Feelings going and get involved. And most of the time, majority of the time, 50, 50%, maybe more than that, it would be one party getting the feelings and the other party is just like nuts. Yeah, for sure. I tore into it. But Etienne, you have to understand that what the research does suggest is that because there have been no ground rules set from the beginning, and you know, you could take a look at that in your own personal life and your own personal, like, think of like a failed hookup that you've engaged in before where either you caught feelings or somebody else caught feelings. Like, if you really reflect on it, you didn't establish those boundaries. And this is what every human being needs for themselves mm-hmm. in any relationship, you know? Yeah. For it to be beneficial to you, you must be able to set your boundaries from the start. Mm-hmm. And, you know, hookup culture is so spontaneous in the sense that we just end up having sex with somebody and then we, we just, you know, we'll just see where it goes after. We just need to go with the flow. And it cannot be that way because if you put your feelings at expense like that, you're going to fuck yourself up. You're going to experience, you know, the negative outcomes of that relationship. I'm not telling you not to have sex and fuck who you want, but you need to kind of take yourself into account, you know? Casual sex has also fostered a number of other, you know, negative patterns or behavior, such as, you know, the increase of alcohol or drug use Mm -hmm. when attempting a one-night stand, and feelings of dissatisfaction or regrettable sex cause the individuals to experience a decrease in self-respect or even embarrassment, you know? Uh, Unsafe sex is most often the type of hookups that occur Mm -hmm. because hookups are so spontaneous, as I said before. Persons don't really feel the need to use condoms. (laughs) (laughs) And then they have the (laughs) communication. I'm not going to answer that. (laughs) 
And then communication <laughs> barriers. You know, participants sometimes feel that it was wrong to discuss the future of their relationships or their feelings, so they rarely ever did. Mm-hmm. But you see, you need to. Because if it's something that is inherently bothering you, it must be addressed. Because what is the difference between a hookup and the actual healthy relationship model is establishing clear communication. And if it is you are inherently afraid of what will happen to the outcome of your relationship, if you talk about, oh, what are we? Then you're not in a relationship. You're in a hookup. (laughs) I think um, one of the reasons why two white people are afraid of actually saying or asking the question because they are afraid that what they have will no longer be mm-hmm. like it will be going so good it will be, you'll be having fun even with even if it's just a hookup yeah. still you'll having it regularly and you the guy the guy or the girl is always there and you lie and you talk and maybe you laugh and you well for you you are technically doing relationship yeah stuff but it hasn't even been established and as soon as sometimes, most times, actually, when you ask the question, that's where everything is going to go downhill from. Most likely, yeah. So, and a lot of people, especially our generation, is actually afraid of that. We really, we, our generation nowadays actually crave this relationship short attention. Term. So, yeah, it, it's very short it so much mm-hmm. that <clears throat> they are actually destroying it for themselves. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, hmm. Let me give you an example. You know, it could be male or female or non-binary. It could be very frustrating to be led on, even if it wasn't in a sexual way. It could be very frustrating to be led on. When somebody has told you or expressed to you that they were interested in you at the beginning of something, and then you find yourself months later being told that, oh, I never, I never mm-hmm. felt this way towards. I was hooking up with this guy. <sighs> <laughs> And, you know, looking back on it now, obviously, both participants in this relationship were wrong because I prolonged it for as long as I did. And obviously that this person was leading me on. I remember that a time he told me, um, yeah, I never wanted a relationship with you. And I'm like, I'm not crazy. Yes, you did. You said this probably like five months before. I'm like, in fact, I'm going to find a screenshot. (laughs) I spent like 15, 30 minutes in my WhatsApp looking for, I just chat search relationship in my WhatsApp. I'm looking for like 20 minutes and I find it on like, it was probably like December or something. I was like, yeah, look it right here. The receipts are right here. December 9th, 2005. (laughs) You said that you wanted a relationship with me. I screenshotted it and I sent it to him. And he he watched that message and homeboy tell me he never said that. Duh. <laughs> homeboy Again, tell me he never say, said that. As I always say, once you believe you didn't do anything, you, didn't you haven't done do it. Anything. Yeah, you didn't fucking do it. Mans was wishing on a star. He was just like, I never said that to you, girl. It was my alter ego. I'm like, you know what? And... You would have think I would have been done at that point. I wasn't. I wasn't. <laughs> I prolonged it for some more. And, you know, looking back on it, that is my own low self-esteem, obviously, because I'm in this, like, mindset where I feel as if, you know, I'm being validated by this person. This person is satisfying me sexually. And I'm, like, inherently, I'm feeling like if I really can't get anything beyond that, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I definitely uh, stayed in the relationship way longer than I wanted to. Let me ask you a question, right? Mm. This is just a question that... Better not ask me who it is, you know. No, no. <laughs> ah, so after. Well, um, <laughs> um, yes. So the question is, are you the type of girl who believe guys should tell you that they like you or initiate the relationship or you believe that you could do that as a young lady? As a student of psychology... I believe that both (laughs) individuals, whatever your sexuality is, if you feel the courage to express that you want a relationship with somebody, that is your agency, that is your right. So whether I say I want a relationship first or whether he says it first, it doesn't matter. But most times, (laughs) (laughs) most times... I will, if I find that my partner is not expressing that he wants something, I will say, hey, I want something. Mm -hmm. And the type of person that I am now, Mm -hmm. I think that is that 
is so fundamentally important for me to express that this is what I want. Mm -hmm. And if it is, you cannot provide this to me, I need to bounce. Mm -hmm. I'm not taking, I'm not taking anything less than I deserve. I'm not making this relationship inequitable to me because from the time it starts to become hazardous to me, I alone will feel the negative effects of it. Not him. You know, he's sleeping fine. Mm -hmm. He's getting sex. He's, you know, he's fucking, he's ducking. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. <laughs> he's clowning, he's pounding, and he's out of here. <laughs> <laughs> it's just chill. He's sucking for a buck. <laughs> so I need to just let myself know. Speak my truth. Speak my truth all the time. Mm -hmm. To let people know that, hey, this is what I want. And, you know, not all the time the outcome will be favorable. Mm -hmm. And it's painful. It can be hard at times, but you have to speak your truth. It's vitally important to you. And, you know, from the research as well, hookup culture has been disproportionately negative for women because along with the other risks of unsafe sex, this style of relationship can also raise the risk of sexual assault for women. Yes. Verbal consent yes. may be given, but the partner giving consent may have felt pressured mm -hmm. to give consent. And in turn, it may not have desired the sexual activity. So this can result in women not only being unable to verbalize what they want, but it can also lead to just bad sex. Mm -hmm. In fact, a quantitative proportion of studies found that women experience orgasms and sexual enjoyment more often in a committed relationship than in hookup sex. Factors which include, you know, uh, particular sexual acts, you know, certain types of foreplay, oral sex, and levels of commitment. Mm. Level. Take note, people. Levels of commitment. Levels of commitment Even though that connection. We're found to lead to higher rates of the female orgasm which are found existing in much higher rates in a committed and long-term relationship. This suggests that there is a double standard existing in hookup culture that places greater value on male sexual enjoyment rather than on female sexual pleasure. Let's discuss that. Again, uh, um, for me, I can't agree spot. with that statement. <laughs> yeah, I can't agree with that That's for me. Me personally, mm -hmm. um, I cannot just do a total random hookup sex. I, I can meet somebody today and have sex with them today. Like, <clears throat> for me, I would have to be like your friend and talk to you for a while. And then, like, yeah, cool. We have some kind of connection because I'm, I'm the type of guy who goes all in. Like, I like. I get my enjoyment of sex is when the female enjoys herself. That is me. That is you. Right? I've met a lot of males who just go in for their for their pleasure exactly. just to come and bust and done. And it's it's really scary because now we have this whole society of women now who are like who are now either looking for that guy to give them that or it's just like just not not even taking it on anymore. It's just like nothing to them now. And hmm. uh, it it is where is where is the fun in it? Where's the where's the fun in that? Like where's the fun in just being just out there just having random sex and even coming and you be like, uh, he was just a dud. It's it's like nothing anymore. And when a woman does get that, it's like, okay, this is what I've been looking for. Now she's gonna base her whole entire life or relationship around that guy because that guy gave her what she never got before. She yeah she basically she there are other people in this room right now. <laughs> She's gonna get crazy. She she never get that kind of she never had that thing thing like that before. Her body move like that before, and and it, it could be it could be that, but just because that one guy you know exhibits something different from the other guys. I'm a person. I would like to say that I am pretty sexually experienced. <clears throat> that is not a shame. <laughs> Or a downplay to me in any way. I like sex. I've said that before. Mommy, if you're listening to this, please turn off. <laughs> Anywho's. What I have been witness to is that it hookup culture is undermining to the female experience. It can be. If a, if a woman doesn't verbalize what she wants. Because 
I've been in committed relationships and I've also participated in hookup culture. And in hookup culture, you find that uh, men are here for getting their head wet and they're here for a little quickie and that's about it. And if I, as a woman, can't turn around and express, hey, you need to go down on me mm-hmm. now <laughs> or else I'm not, I'm not reciprocating that for you, then I won't get what I want. Mm-hmm. And I will leave that hookup not getting exactly what I wanted. I'll get the instant gratification mm-hmm. of sex, but I wouldn't orgasm. And if I have to be real with somebody or real with my sexual partner, you can't make me orgasm just so. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, vaginal intercourse, I don't know if anybody has ever known this, guys. Please take note if you don't know. But it's very hard for a woman to climax through vaginal intercourse. So, yeah. It's, statement, statement. It's really, really fucking hard. A woman climaxes much easier through foreplay or things that have been done to her outside of the vagina and then intercourse typically follows the orgasm. Basically, just go mad on that clip, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, you know, women who engage in hookups experience higher rates of mental distress. And this was also noted that women actually have a higher fear than men as being labeled as crazy, needy, <clears throat> or an emotionally unstable partner. Mm -hmm. And because of this, women indicated that they experienced distress when expressing emotions in casual relationships. And that is something that to them, they felt like it was wrong, you know? So these these studies basically show that both genders in heterosexual relationships experience emotional fallout from hookups, but women disproportionately so. And I can totally agree and resonate to that. Um, I find myself, if I feel like I'm starting to, quote unquote, act crazy, I just can't fall back, bro. Like, from the time I feel like somebody is not understanding what I'm saying and they are interpreting me as uh, being negative for expressing how I feel or they're trying to say that, invalidate me or say that, you know, I'm crazy or I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm gone. Like, I am gone. I don't ever want to feel like that kind of person. And I know a lot of women who, when in that position, would most definitely not want to feel like this. I'm like, crazy ass bitch. And, you know, they're just not getting what they want Mm -hmm. from the relationship. And the man is instantly just deduced them to nothing but, you know, crazy ass bitch. Woman, I... I believe a woman become a crazy ass bitch when she exhibits certain things, okay? Um, let's, 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 let's just generalize what's a crazy ass bitch, right? A crazy ass bitch is that 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 woman who, right, after you finish hex with her, her whole personality changes. You will have a sweet darling who talks to you and creates you, and then the next, as soon as she gets that dick, she going and become this motherfucking stalker. But you see, that's just the thing. <laughs> Why would you become a stalker? Like, we will have a natural conversations all the time, normal. So we will have the space all conversations, okay? But now you want to talk every second of every hour of every minute. It's like, and you why see, do we need that? It, it most definitely returns to the literature that we just discussed. Indirect communication. Mm. Not being able to set boundaries from the start. You know, both parties have a different perception of now what this relationship is actually supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And because of that, it has inherently skewed the relationship. The relationship can never move forward positively because of the lack of effort that was made in the relationship from the start. It was, oh, darling, doo-doo, and wherever. Mm -hmm. And then you're fucked in the car, whatever. And then after that, you're like, Oh, hey, you know, how you going? You ate this morning. Oh, no, that's let okay. me check you up. Uh, I'm in front of your house. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, like, yeah. I know you wanted this, this, that, and that for the other day. You know, I bought it for yeah. you. <laughs> Whoa, we, must, we must be able to cultivate healthy conversations, set healthy boundaries Great. in order to have healthy hookup relationships. But moving away from... Uh, heterosexual 
hookups at the moment because you know a man and a woman we always have problems <laughs> keeping within the theme of sex and sexuality just because I've implored heterosexual relationships as the examples that I've used thus far. It doesn't by any means seek to ostracize the LGBTQ plus community. Uh, women and women have the same problem. Because they inherently <laughs> also feel the negative fallback of hookup culture in their own <laughs> unique ways themselves. You know, because of the heteronormative society that we still live in. The LGBT at times don't have like the same options of, you know, in-person meetups and partners for casual hookups. You know, as much as we would, you know, it's very easy for us to approach somebody else Agreed. and instantly mm -hmm. be like, yeah, you know, let's do this, whatever, whatever. For some people, it might be dangerous mm -hmm. for them. So statistics actually find that a lot of the interactions leading up to that occurs online. You know, yeah. technology uh, provides a safer space, essentially, for queer persons Tinder. to find, you know, other people for the purpose of casual sex. But all of this really and truly bears no difference in the hookup <laughs> culture because anyone of any sexual any sexuality can experience the negative side effects of a fucking duck, clown and pound, you know, suck for a buck. I digress. Anyways, there really is no difference between uh, heterosexual relationships and LGBTQ ones except the type of people we like to fuck. However, there is somewhat of a difference in the percentage and usage in dating apps to find potential hookups. So, you know, apps like Grindr, Tinder, mm -hmm. Plenty of Fish, okay, Cupid, I'd never what? really heard what? of. What? Yeah, of fish? What? Yeah, there's plenty, yeah, there's Plenty of Fish and then there's OK Cupid. But okay. I've never really like heard much people from like um, Trinidad use it. So okay, I've, okay. I've heard of Grindr, definitely. That is the hotspot for the gays. Yeah. Love that for them. <laughs> These are pretty, you know, popular safe spaces to develop like a sexual script. Mm. And once the attraction between the two users on the app has been established, you know, the two share a short-lived dialogue mm -hmm. based on pictures, profile information, and then the sex happens, you know, oftentimes with no repeat. And for many LGBT persons, <coughs> modern-day attitudes of dating have been influenced by online apps. But the evidence, by and large, is the same. You know, most persons who engage in casual sex, whether it was pleasing or not, reported feelings of regret, feeling used, or even being uncomfortable during the situation. You need to kind of, like, feel into somebody sometimes when you're mm -hmm. having sex with them, most definitely. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have repeated sex with them, the first experience could most definitely be very awkward. And, you know, most persons reported emotional-based reasons for why they can no longer participate in hookup culture or dating apps, you know? Like feeling lonely and wanting to move more towards self-love and to have that kind of transformation, you know? So if for some reason you found yourself listening up until this point and you've agreed with everything I said, but you couldn't find yourself personally <coughs> resonating with it, it may be because you are an outlier or a non-participant in hookup culture. You can definitely see and feel its effects possibly through friends and their experiences or maybe just regular societal pressures, you know, of having sex. And, you know, that is somewhat of a burden to you. But you've never personally engaged in hookup practices. This may be because you may identify as asexual or you may have made a decision to abstain from sex until you're in a committed relationship or married, or you may be in your 20s and you haven't really met the right person yet, so you choose to remain a virgin. And I'm here to tell you that you are absolutely valid and correct in your beliefs and your thinking. Don't ever let your peers or your environment skew your beliefs on sex. You aren't missing out on anything. No, bro, no, no. <laughs> By choosing to not have sex. No. <laughs> or choosing to value sex beyond the physical. In fact, the vast majority of college students agree that their lives are actually dominated by hookup culture. But there is an average of at least three out of ten students who have never hooked up in university. They remain virgins during their third and final year. 
or they only had one sexual partner throughout the entire time in university. And, you know, these statistics just further show that our generation has normalized a lot of shit that isn't necessarily normal, you know? Mm-hmm. So let's, let's talk about media influences on romance and sex. How has the media affected you? I have a lot to say about it. God. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Let me start with this first, mm-hmm. first thing first. Sorry for all the Cardi B lovers and all the Nicki Minaj oh and all the famous Megan Thee Stallion, whatever. I don't want to get flagged. These, I love their music. Don't worry, don't think I, I hate on them ever, but a lot of these female idols or female whatever that, that steps to the top of the plate or females look up to her. most of them, majority of them, they don't have, they don't ever come across with anything good. Put like, like or a way of women approaching sex or anything sexual or objectification. Yes, it's it's they 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 literally sex sells. That's the thing now. Sex they just say sex sells, sexy sells. Half naked clothes sells. Being attractive to men or sexually attractive to men, those are the things that will get you men. And <laughs> that is the only thing that we <laughs> see nowadays from our high top female female idols. And again, it's not bad, it's not that it's bad, but what do we have to counterbalance it? It doesn't have anything to say, okay, women should at least look up themselves more how to put it give me something to say like more in we need to be able to embrace our singlehood yes be be as again simple to say be a strong woman you know understand independency be something better don't don't copy or or label yourself as this or you want to be the next cardi b or you want to be this next person where's your own individuality once you understand your own self as an individual, maybe then you could branch out at something else. And even if you, even if you do participate in um, the hookup culture, it could be a different experience for you. It won't be this grand disappointment because you expected this. You, you're building this high expectation because of what we see on TV and what we see on the news and what we see on this and that. And, it's not only females, it's also males too, because now we're seeing all these big artists and these big actors now, or our big influential heads being this type of person. And we'll be like, oh, that's how you get girls. That's how you live your life. Money, yeah. drugs. Uh, there's only a few, a few, a few people that will try to stir us away from this life and teach us something different. For example, um, when I listen to J. Cole Love Yours, the lyrics in that song is very, very powerful very very powerful and if if you take the lyrics in that song and use it towards your life and put it towards life you'll see what he's talking about when he says certain things are not really important and certain things is not really deemed what we need to get in life and again we have to look at it like that i most definitely agree with everything Adrian is saying however the media of the 21st century is so subliminal now and so uh covert that you may not want to be Cardi B. <laughs> you may not want to be <laughs> Megan Thee Stallion. <laughs> and you may not want to be or look like anything like, you know, Nicki Minaj. However, you may desire a more slim, thick body image because that is what is trending right now. You may desire that don't give a fuck kind of toxic bitch mentality that, you know, is being portrayed in certain songs. You may not want to be trippy red, but you like the fact that rappers can talk so freely about the amount of sex that they have and the amount of bitches that they have, the amount of money that they make and the amount of ass that they get. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's, n- it's not like you're aspiring to be anyone, but inherently you are. You will tell yourself out loud, I don't want to be like this person. I want to be my own individual. But when you look in the mirror, you're constantly looking at somebody who is not theirs yet mm-hmm. or who will never be there, you know? And as I will go back to making my point, 
you know, the media portrayals of romance and sex conditions us to expect and want romance rather than celebrating our singlehood. You know, not having a partner can make you feel unwanted. And that is, and like something is wrong with you, you know what I mean? I know many people my age who have brilliant minds. They are strong, they're very independent. But yet their self-esteem is deeply affected by the lack of a romantic partner or a lack of attention. Mm-hmm. And you know, while technology and media can aid in forming connections that could potentially lead to romantic partnership, like what I was going back with, what I was talking about, the LGBT, you know, couples can be formed through dating apps. But you now have to learn how to communicate and set boundaries in the real world. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't exactly translate well when you're in person. And relationships can oftentimes fall apart because of the lack of effort to communicate real intimacy when you can no longer rely on texting. There's a saying that the old people always use. You see, the, the saying is, um, <clears throat> see me and come live with me is two different things. Mm. You'll be talking mm-hmm. to this person over the phone. <laughs> and mm. Yeah, this person's like real interesting. They're whatever, whatever. The, the photo look real good, they're sexy, whatever. And as soon as you meet them, the first interaction you have with them is with them having a very stink attitude. Yeah, for sure. It may not be towards you, but it could be towards somebody else or some other interaction. You go in KFC and the woman in KFC maybe gives she a bad attitude and she chip off. Yeah. Those type of things is is things that again it's very need to be off putting. Yeah. yeah. And but you, if if you want to engage in it in that way through social media, you need to be prepared for a lot of disappointments. Eh? But you know, social media is so uh, superficial as well because our right match may not be somebody <laughs> who is the most attractive person. <laughs> we swipe in right on the people who we think are just real good looking, the people who we think emulate us mm-hmm. and how we perceive ourselves. And they're full of shit half of the times. And you know, speaking on my, for myself, on myself, that's very off-putting to me. I really can't fuck with people that just don't have good personalities, don't have good intentions. And you could feel that. You mm-hmm. could feel that. And that makes them ugly, mm-hmm. you know? So social media, I, I don't know how many times I need to say this, but I despise social media. I think I'll say this every episode <laughs> until the series is done. Stay tuned for our Instagram. Uh, <laughs> I despise social media, y'all. I really do. Because it has made me realize how many superficial connections we've formed online. And I can't oh. take the DMs of send pics of Bob's and Vegan. And I, I, <laughs> I just can't. I can't take the nudes and the random penises in my DMs, y'all. <laughs> I really hate it. And coming off of social media is just very peaceful because you can finally make real connections with real people you have more time for yourself as mm-hmm. well it's most like likely breath of fresh air yeah so let's give up on hooking up as a generation of 20 somethings we exist and participate in sexually casual culture of generation me not see me where <laughs> everything is about instant gratification and brief moments of pleasure which is then followed by prolonged periods of depression, distress, and a poor self-image. You may be listening right now and think, you know, my sex life has always benefited me, (laughs) but I could see where she's coming from on certain things, you know Mm. what I mean? Or you could be on the opposing side, like, this life I'm living isn't serving me anymore, and I want something real. I want to stop having casual sex. And, you know, whatever you do believe, that is totally fine. But I'm here to tell you that there are people who exist, you know, who have decided they don't want to play the game anymore. They don't want to run no more rackets. (laughs) You know what I mean? And for a number of reasons. It could be anything from fearing that your body count (laughs) may be getting too high. (laughs) Awkwardly laughs. You may be feeling to take more responsibility for your sexual health. You know, you don't want to further the risk of uh, unwanted pregnancies, STDs, STIs, or spiritually transmitted diseases. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, that's a thing too. Mm -hmm. Or you simply want to be taken seriously in a romantic relationship. And casual hookups are somewhat, you know, ruining your mental health. And for some of us, it may actually be a little more difficult 
to let go of these habits that no longer serve us. Because we've become very addicted to our lifestyle and we've become addicted to sex. And I use the term addiction very loosely as I'm not a licensed psychologist or a practitioner in the field. However, we find that addictive behaviors in Gen Z are becoming more and more prevalent today and sex is no exemption. You may be thinking that I don't know what I'm talking about and that you're not addicted to sex and you just like having sex. But really, any addictive or compulsive behavior could easily be categorized with one simple litmus test. And that is, do you find yourself consistently doing something that you do not want to do? And it may not necessarily be the act of sex that you are addicted to. It may be that inner feeling of rejection and pain that finally goes away when you have sex. You may be addicted to relationships. You know, you're constantly chasing that feeling of being in some kind of love with someone. And the sex and the casual hookups is just an added bonus of that. Whatever the vice is, you need to come to terms with it if it's something that you're struggling with. It's time to tell your truth, your full truth. Speak your truth to someone that you trust because you are only as sick as your secrets. One of the best things we can do for ourselves when we are struggling with something is talking about it. Mm -hmm. The more you can verbalize you know, your thoughts, your fears, your desires in your head, that you keep feeling stuck, the more free you can be of it. Etienne and I are always talking. <laughs> like when I'm upset, Etienne is like probably one of the first people I go to and I'm like, Etienne, I'm so upset right now. <laughs> and he's just there and he's like, oh, Tony, let me give you some good advice. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good. It's good to have two or three people on speed dial in your phone a message when you're sad about something or you're struggling with something it can be very freeing for yourself and your mind you know i will always be an advocate for seeking professional help so if you do think this cyclical behavior is something you can't get rid of maybe join a support group or online or in person it's up to you you know, cultivate new habits, relationships and sex. As I've said before, it's not the end all, be all of our lives, guys. Whenever you feel stressed, you're feeling anxious, depressed, mm -hmm. isolating. Instead of cruising for porn on the <laughs> Internet <laughs> or texting that person that you know you could just get that sex from pretty easily. Connect with someone, reach out to someone who cares about you instead. You know, um, having healthy conversations that don't revolve around sex or feelings of misery. Definitely feel your emotions because they are valid, but channel them into something else. You know, from your pain, foster a new hobby. Take up a sport or a project that you've been longing to do. You know, take that sexual energy and transform it into something that is healthy and can be used for you productively. It's called sex transmutation, guys. <laughs> and as much as I'd like to get into that topic today, I can't because we're out of time. So to any of our listeners, well, my listeners, <laughs> <laughs> who has personally ever struggled at the grip of hookup culture, has had their feelings been invalidated or undermined by another person, and you never stood up for yourself because you were afraid of what would happen to the relationship if you set boundaries. Mm -hmm. Don't worry, loser. You'll find love. You'll find love and you will love and you will be loved by someone who doesn't have to make you think twice about where you stand in their life. And to any of my listeners who feel pressured into having sex and giving it up too easy because of what society thinks or says, fuck that. Listen to your gut and remember you are exactly where you need to be. There is strength in being single. You are a complete and whole individual just by being by yourself. Sex is not the end all be all. 
So stop making it that. If you thought that this was a sign, it's a fucking sign. And I'm <laughs> out of here. Etienne, it was lovely having you. Thank you. It was lovely being here. Do you want to do any subliminal promos, shameless promos right now? Nah, bro. When I reach, when I reach later. Don't um, I'll be back here. Antonio will be on my show too. Mm. Hey, love. No problem. Later. <laughs>